0: episode 115. I'm on my own. Who knows what could happen? This week's The Reverse Stick Global Hockey Podcast. And yes, welcome to the latest episode, the latest weekly episode of The Reverse Stick, The Global Hockey Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm here solo. John's away on his state hockey adventures, and we'll catch up with him a little later on in the show and find out everything that's going on there. We've got our usual news. We've got a bit of a stick review from Fraser, the Boss F Hockey, and uh, an interesting look at some of the posts on LinkedIn this week. So stick with us. Plenty coming up in the show. And as always, we start with this. <laughs> Yeah, what's been going on since we were last with you? Not too many international games taking place. Uh, The Indian women have just concluded a three-match series at Bisham Abbey in England versus GB. You may recall the opener was a 0-0 draw there and a 3-1 win to GB in the second. Well, the third and final match was a 2-2 draw. An eighth-minute opener from a field goal from Navjot Kaur gave the Indians a lead. They then doubled that in the 48th minute through a Gurjit Kaur penalty corner. GB left it late, five minutes to go. Elizabeth Neal popped up with her second international goal in just a, a 12th game for GB. And they left it till after the final siren. Uh, Anna Thoman striking a penalty corner to level the scores there. Uh, GB men, they've also been in action in Valencia, uh, a two game series versus Spain. A 1 0 win, courtesy of a, a sole Liam Ansell goal in the 40th minute, gave them the win in the opening game. I think the other game's on today. Uh, also in, uh, in Leal in France, uh, they hosted the World and Euro Champions Belgium. Maxime Plenovois and Simon Gunyard scored either side of the quarter break and a solitary bound goal for Les Bleus in the third quarter. Not quite enough to get them the draw with the Red Lions. And also taking place at the moment down in Stratford in New Zealand, Japan's Blue Samurai are taking part in a... Four-game series against the Black Sticks. And it was Siggy Eichmann's boys who got the 2-1 win in that opening game. Three more games to go there. You can catch all of those on the Vantage Black Sticks uh, Facebook page. You might get it on their YouTube as well, but certainly on their Facebook page. And uh, check that out. Uh, of course, in Europe, um, we've had the EHL over last weekend. We got the, the lowdown on everything that was happening from Stephen Finn later last week. Well, uh, we now know who the four teams are that are going to make their way through to the Knockout 8 next Easter. Feast of goals, a feast of hockey. Hope you got your eyes on it. If you didn't get onto the live stream, there was so much good, quick highlights, packages, goals going out on social media on EHLTV.org, uh, so you can still get and have a look at, uh, we'll all of the 70 goals that were scored across the three days. Uh, just quickly take you through the scores. So the opening round games, Mannheimer, a, uh, a good 6-0 win over Montrouge HGC, 2-1 down to Hampstead and Westminster. Dynamo Kazan 4-2 winners over Paris Saint-Germain, uh, coming off the back of another uh, Russian title there. Serbiton, big 5-2 win against Rail Club de Polo. Um, I guess, you know, one of the local sides there. Uh, on the other side of the draw, uh, three Rock Rovers, a 5-0 win over Grange of Scotland. And I think that was the first knockout win for an Irish or a Scottish team. Uh, they then went on to meet um, the winner of Rock Vice Colm versus Beer Scott. So that was uh, the red and white. Three one up in that one. Uh, Heracles, 10-0 winners over armenian A huge, huge result in that opening round. And also a lot of goals for Kampong, 8-1 winners over Minsk. So what did that mean? Well, three Rock Rovers, they met Rotterweiss-Kolm in the next round. And it was the red and white, 4-2 victors over three Rock Rovers. Took them all the way, three Rock, but couldn't quite get over the uh, the German power club. Uh, on the same side of the draw, Kampong, 6-0 winners over Heracles. Look at what a turnaround that is, 10-0 Winners and 6-0 losers in the, in, the, in the second round there for Heracles. Uh, Mannheimer, 2-1 winners over Hampstead and Westminster. And finally, Surbiton making their way through to the Easter EHL tournament. 4-1 winners over Dynamo Kazan. Uh, so, yeah, lots of excitement, lots of action. Can't wait to find out, well, where the next one's going to be. Because, uh, like I mentioned last week to Finder, I'm hoping to jump on a plane and catch some of the action. Just to round out some of the news, uh, Sultana Brand Hockey One got its second round underway down here in Australia. This is the, the new real hockey reimagined competition. Uh, so we had uh, two sets of games on the Saturday. New South Wales Pride travelled down the road to the National Hockey Centre in Canberra, taking on the Chill. In the men's game, Canberra contained the Pride until the stroke of half-time, when Tom Craig popped up with a field goal. Um, but then the Pride, they just went ballistic in the second half, scoring six more, including field goal conversions from Kurt Lovett and Tim Brand. Uh, on the women's side, uh, the Pride remained pointless whilst the Chill earned their first five-pointer Uh, In the second game there, a 2-1 win courtesy uh, courtesy of unconverted field goals from Michaela Evans and Naomi Evans. Um, Also playing on the Saturday, we saw the the debut of Tasmania and their games um, down at the State Hockey Centre in Hobart. Uh, They were taking on the Adelaide Fire, of course, in both the men's and the women's competitions. Uh, The Tigers men comprehensively saw off the challenge of the fire in front of a healthy home crowd. Uh, with recent guests, Sam and Cambridge, good to see. Wad well and Sam amongst the scorers in a 5 1 win. Uh, whilst the uh, the Tigers women went down by a similar uh, goal difference 4 0, four second half goals from Adelaide Fire, including a brace from the recently capped hockey roo Mickey Spano. Uh, so that then took us to the Sunday. And to close out the round, it was Hockey Club Melbourne hosting the Brisbane Blaze at the State Netball and Hockey Centre in Melbourne. In uh, the men's side, Josh Simmons uh, got a brace for the home side, but it wasn't enough to stop the Blaze earning back-to-back wins. And in the women's game, a Laura solitary goal gave Melbourne the 1-0 win uh, in a very tight encounter there. Now, what does that mean? Looking at the ladder as it is now, the standings right at the top on the women's ladder, Adelaide Fire, 10 points. That's the maximum at this stage with two wins. Uh, and Hockey Club Melbourne sitting in second, also on 10 points, just a a difference of two goals in the goal difference there. Then we're on to Canberra Chill on eight points. That's the the win for five points, and then the shootout win uh, gave them the three points, and then down the ladder as we go, Brisbane Blaze, and then Pointless, the trio of New South Wales Pride, Perth Thundersticks, and the Tassie Tigers. And the men's ladder, New South Wales Pride and Brisbane Blaze sit atop of the ladder, both on 10 points, then we're down to Tassie Tigers on five, Hockey Club Melbourne on five, and Perth Thundersticks, like in the women's competition, Adelaide Fire and the Canberra Chill all pointless there. Coming up this weekend, what are we looking out for? Well, are New South Wales going to go three from three? Are Brisbane going to go three from three in the men's competition? And uh, will the Thundersticks and Will Chill get their first points on the board so let's just have a It's an interesting round, this one, round three, because we're going to be losing a lot of the hockey ruse because of the preparations for the upcoming Olympic qualifiers against Russia. Uh, let's have a look at our fixtures. So Tassie Tigers visit Sydney and take on the New South Wales Pride. A um, couple of outs from the New South Wales Pride team, Dylan Martin and Aaron Hazel, both on international duty. I guess that will be at the Sultan of Jaw Whore Cup for the under-21s. Um, no changes at this stage for the Tassie Tigers I'm not, I think they've still got to announce the squad there New South Wales Pride, the women's side uh, out go Jocelyn Bartram and Caitlin Lobb, Nobs on international duty and no news yet on the women's side uh, here in Perth, in WA, the Perth Thundersticks take on the Canberra Chill so in the men's competition, both of those guys guys' teams looking for that elusive first win uh, James Collins and uh, Dane Gavranic are uh, out for international duty for the under-21s for the Thundersticks. Uh, equally, Aaron Knight and Anand Gupta both missing for the chill. The women's competition, uh, Perth Thundersticks are missing Georgia Wilson to international duty whilst the Canberra chill. A few more outs there, Brooke Parris uh, and Kalindi Comerford both out from international duty. And three go out with uh, Anna Flanagan back into the fold for this game. Finally, we go to South Australia to the State Hockey Centre in Adelaide where the Brisbane Blaze uh visiting the fire. Uh, Adelaide will be missing Jane Claxton, Amy Hunt, Carrie McMahon, Mickey Spano, Ashley Wales... And Brisbane missing Savannah Fitzpatrick, Madison Fitzpatrick, Rosie Malone, and Madeleine James. So, a lot of players missing for the international team there. Over to the men's competition. And just to tidy this up uh, Adelaide outs, Lachlan Basuko, uh, Angus Fry, Cameron Joyce, Koto Watanabe, Hirotako Zandana all missing. Uh, and for the Brisbane Blaze, uh, Luke Tyne, Justin Douglas, and Dylan Wotherspoon out. But they've got returning Shane Kenny, Ethan White. Uh, promoted to the team, and Matt Swan returning from injury. Uh, he's a handy one to to have pop back up again for you, isn't it? So, what's coming up over this weekend in hockey? Of course, the Sultan of Johor, Johor Cup is uh, gets underway in Johor Bahru. That's an under twenty one men's competition. Japan, India, New Zealand, Malaysia, GB and Australia all participating. You can catch a live stream of all of that uh, being put on by our friend Ashley Morrison from Not The Footy Show. We'll be posting out the links on that. Of course, keep an eye on the Hockey Live, hashtag live stream hockey or just follow Twitter. On Twitter, at TheHockeyLive, and we'll point you in the direction for those games. Uh, Like I'd said before, New Zealand continue their series against Japan, and that goes through to the 15th. Three more games there. Spain and GB meet up in the men's in Valencia for the second game in that two-test series. Uh, Starting on the 14th through to the 17th, there's a Women's Tri-Nations happening in Abbottstown in Ireland. That's Ireland, Belgium and Korea all participating there. And finally, as I drop my piece of paper on the floor, uh, it's a one-off test match. Uh, Belgium men versus Ireland in Oivre on the 15th of October. There's your news, folks. You are listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Now, I've been sitting here a little bit lonely, recording the show on my own. I thought, who can I pick the phone up to have a chat to and talk about hockey, and specifically talk about hockey gear, and thankfully... Somebody's answered my call. Fraser, a man behind Boss F Hockey and co-host of Talk Hockey Radio, is down the line. Fraser, thanks for having a chat. Hey,
1: how's it doing?
0: It's good. It's, it's a bit weird doing a podcast on my own when I'm normally sitting opposite John's ugly mug. And, and of course, you, you know all about that. You've got an ugly mug that you, you converse with quite often yourself in Taf Ahmed. Oh,
1: I wouldn't go that far. <laughs>
0: That's a lovely man. <laughs> no, he's a, he's a lovely man. Face for radio, much like us. Yeah, very much so. Now... The, uh, we'll talk a bit about Boss Earth hockey in the podcast in a moment, but you know I've got the opportunity this week to do things a little bit differently with John away. And I thought, wouldn't it be a great opportunity to throw in a stick review? And I believe you've got one for us.
1: I do, yeah. So, obviously, through the Boss Earth hockey stuff, I'm, I think, probably the most well known third party stick reviewer. So, I've got no affiliation to any brand or store. I'm not trying to push any product down anyone's throat. Uh, it's always just honest impartial reviews. Yeah. And uh, I've recently been using uh, the latest JDH X93 Lobo stick. Um, uh, honestly, absolutely fantastic stick. There's a real noticeable improvement from last year. Uh, so they brought in a new bit of technology called the multi-directional carbon, which is the individual carbon thread in the layout process that layered in different directions it gives you more stiffness under torsion so when you're hitting the ball even less flex than there was last year. And obviously, uh, the high-carbon sticks are fairly stiff at any time anyway. So uh, it's, it's a real improvement on the hitting power from last year. And it also gives you a much more lively feel on the ball, which I really like. Uh, I've described myself in past reviews as being a bit of a baptist. I really like the, the high-carbon sticks, so those ones where you miss it slightly and it sends vibrations up through your arm. <laughs> yeah. So it, it really plays to my personal taste. And that's something that I always try to get across when I'm doing these reviews. I know what my personal taste are. I know, you know what weight range I look for, what balance points I look for. Do I like a fixed really stiff? Do I want it to be a bit softer, more forgiving? I always and get these points across when I do the reviews. I, it's one of the things I can't strongly push enough for everyone, that you need to get into any local shopping town and pick up sticks and have enough around. That you can learn your own personal preferences so I get loads of people messaging me through social media things stuff like oh is this a stick for me and I have to always respond saying
0: well I don't know how you play well that's it I mean I, would, would you say this particular stick and do you think this is a this is a, a general thing that you get such a thing as a striker stick or a defender's stick or is it purely it's down to that personal choice it doesn't matter what your field position is
1: to me personally, there's no such thing as a this is a striker stick, this is a defender stick, this is a midfield stick. The only exception is goalkeeper sticks <laughs> yeah. because they do make some special goalkeeper sticks. But even there, a lot of goalkeepers like the outfield sticks instead of goalkeeping sticks. So it, it, it does all come down to the player. So You can look in the Netherlands, you can look in Belgium, you can look in Australia, in the UK, and you can find players and say, well, so and so is a, he plays with a low stick, he plays with a high-carbon stick, that must be a defender stick. But then you look and you go, oh, so and so a forward, he also plays with a low stick, he also plays with a high-carbon stick, so a forward stick. So it all comes down to play style. What do you want the stick to be able to do? Do you want something that's designed for drag switching and have that really big logo and the concave in the shaft? and you're willing to learn to adapt so that your hitting isn't affected. so you're not always lifting the ball six foot in the air, no matter what you think, or do you want a stick that's straighter, so you're not bothered about trucking the aerials, or you're not bothered about trying to drive, but you just want to be able to hit the ball as and can, flat consistently down the line.
0: It's it, all down to the individual player. Now, this latest JDH model, so what was the number of it? Uh, it's the X-93. X-93. So th- there's an... Imp- so, I there's don't know if you
1: know this about JD's, but all their model numbers coincide with important dates from uh, Jamie Dwyer's career. Ah. So they've, they've got the X-1, which is the entry level. They've got the X-60. They've got the X-79 and the X-93. And all of those tailor back to some important part of his career so um, uh, the carbon percentage is usually there or there about, so like the X93 is 95% carbon.
0: Now you've said this is an improvement on last year's model of the X93. How often do we see a refresh in the range and maybe a tweak on the, the style of stick from the previous year?
1: So it, it depends very much on the brand so some brands do a two-year cycle, so they'll do the same thing for two years. Sometimes they'll refresh the graphics or something. Um, I know a few of the, the big brands do this. So they'll make you know, minor tweaks to the, the layout process. It'll only be very small things so like refining the process, making it so that they can produce them more consistently over the two years. And then every two years, they'll make a major change. Uh, so the biggest one that I know of doing this is Adidas. So I know some other brands also do it. So they have the six for two years. They refine them. They tweak the, the manufacturing process to make them more consistent. And then as soon as it kind of goes into production, you start planning for the next big jump in Tuesday. So I think I've just brought out the uh, Chromatec. Uh, so that's why all their top-of-the-range sticks are all silver this season. That tech will probably roll forward to next season. They'll get new graphics on it. But I really like the, the silver. On it.
0: Just back to the X93. What, what can we expect from the graphics on the latest model? What are, what are we looking out for on the field? Lots of neon?
1: No, so the, the X93 are black with accent colours, so the one I was testing was the Lobo model, which is black and silver, and it's really it's quite nice to look at. Um, there is a small pattern going down the back, but not too much going on on the front. Uh, it's really minimalist design, but it looks really clean and crisp.
0: What about tips for your hockey stick buyers? Where can they shop around and, and find potentially the best deal. I know sometimes it's easier just to go to your, your, your shop down at the end of the road or at the local hockey stadium which is a great thing to be able to do so, to support those people supporting local hockey but sometimes you want to find the best price as well.
1: So I would stress get into your local shop wherever you can get hands on a stick, have enough around with it find one that you like find the point weights that you're interested in talk to the person there because usually they're hockey players if they can knock it down to much of price online they will be but it, it's hard to say because if you go onto social media you can often find a lot of stores that have really good deals on so i know a few in the uk have just had uh, a big uh, big discount going on on you know last year's stuff over the summer you can see some big price drops so i've seen some stores that are like 40 50 percent off last year's stuff but they've the lots few remaining in so, terms of where to go looking for the best price of your stuff without now i often tend to find the field hockey forum jump in the business section there's usually a lot of stores have adverts on there when they've got deals coming on and you can always ask the community on there and people will find good deals well
0: that's a good tip get yourselves onto field hockey forum and uh See if you can find yourself a deal. Now, moving away from the JDH stick and a bit more sort of broadly onto Boss F Hockey, we've we've spoken a little bit on the podcast about some promotions and things that have been going on through your social media site. So first off, tell us where we find you on social media. And secondly, give us an idea of some of the uh, opportunities to, to win some gear at the moment. So
1: you can find me on Instagram on Boss F Hockey and I've also got bought their copy and for reviews. The reviews channel is just where I post anything that I reviewed I thought was better, easy to find because the main channel is uh, just a, a news feed, basically. a uh, curated I should say curated news feed. So stuff that I find on social media that I think is first So goal videos, uh, any coaching drills that I think is useful, new stick launchers, new Discounts going on, any giveaways that I can find, I'll put up there and try and share it out to as many people as I can. In terms of what I've got coming up, uh, I've got another review coming out very shortly. There will be a giveaway attached to that. That's for a brand called Otter Hockey, which are based in the UK. I've been running for a couple of years now and it makes quite a nice sticks, So that's one to look out for coming up soon.
0: Well, fantastic. I think I think it's important because yes, you can get sticks in your, in, in your hand in a store, but sometimes you, you want to have a bit of an idea of what you're looking for, and uh, so if people can get on and, and check out Boss F Hockey Reviews, at least it gives them a start point um, before looking into the, I don't know, how many hockey stick brands do you reckon are out there at the moment?
1: Oh, how long is a piece um, So There's a lot of hockey brands out there that are only existing in one market. Yeah. So there's you now maybe 30, 40 brands in the UK. But of those 40 brands, maybe 15 of them are available in Europe. Maybe only 10 of them are available in Australia. And you go over to Argentina, there's even more brands that don't exist outside of that market bubble. Yeah. Is it, what, 80, 80,
0: 80% is, of them are, are made in Pakistan or India though.
1: Yeah. Um, so there, there's a few exceptions. Um, obviously, Crown Hockey make all their own stuff in the UK. Yeah. Uh, there's a a company that I know of in the UK that's called sticks uh, and that's one guy. He's got his own little hockey stick production factory set up in his shed on a farm.
0: Beautiful. Haysticks. I, I like that. To get my
1: hands on one, but it sounds it sounds like a quality setup to me.
0: Brilliant. Now on to Talk Hockey Radio. What's going on there? You've been a bit quiet of late. Are we expecting something out coming, some, something new coming soon?
1: Yeah, so because we just couldn't get everything kind of lined up uh, to release on a regular basis, we just decided we'd have a bit of a break. Um, we're coming back soon, so we just had a recording a week ago. That's all hopefully going to be edited and out very shortly all of the past episodes that were recorded that we couldn't get out in a, a timely fashion are all going to go up onto the Patreon site that we have for Talk Hockey Radio.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, I believe it won't be behind a paywall, but I'm not in charge of the, <laughs> the buttons on the, the Patreon, so I can't say 100%. It definitely will be.
0: Fantastic. And where can people find Talk Hockey Radio and uh, what are the handles on the socials?
1: So it's Talk Hockey Radio across social media. You can always find us through The Hockey Family. Again, The Hockey Family across social media or go to thehockeyfamily.com.
0: Perfect. Fraser, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for enlightening the audience on a, with your stick review. Um, they can all head to BossF Hockey or BossF Hockey Reviews to keep up to date with all of that. And we're looking forward to the next episode of Talk Hockey Radio. Fraser, thanks so much. We'll speak to you soon, champ. Thank you, Jim. It's time now on the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast to take a little bit of a trip down south here in Western Australia where the Australian Masters Hockey Championships for Men are taking place. And uh, we've got a correspondent, a certain gentleman called John Lee has been putting some video together Uh, On a semi-regular basis for our Patreon subscribers, you can too become a Patreon subscriber and get all sorts of exclusive content, uh, just like this, special I know, Uh, just head to patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick, we've got three different tiers on there, um, and uh, we appreciate your support, and of course all of the support of our Patreons for helping us keeping our hockey podcast endeavours going. Anyway, let's take you down there and catch up with John Lee.
2: Folks, uh, welcome. It's go uh, three for us here now. Uh, we got underway on Thursday evening at the uh, Bustleton uh, Bunbury Hockey Centre. Uh, it was a good opening to the tournament. We had a, a 2 0 win over New South Wales. A fantastic goal from Dave the Greek in the first quarter. We followed that up in the in the second quarter with a, another goal, which I stick my hand up for assist. That's right, I. Um, I bunted the ball about three metres to a bloke uh, who then went past three defenders and smashed <laughs> it in from the top of the D. So I'm taking my assist there. Uh, after the game, we had our warm downs, etc. And it was uh, good to spend some time with the fellas. So uh, today, it's a Saturday, we've got a, a game two coming up at the Busselton Hockey Centre against Queensland 2. We've got two teams in, from Queensland in our division. So we're really looking forward to improving on our performance from the other night and uh, you know really pushing forward and trying to get a place in that final and perhaps win our division. There's a lot of uh, hockey players around here at the moment. It's uh, great being around so much hockey, to be honest. Greetings, folks.
3: Update number two from the Australian Masters Championship. And it's a day off here on Sunday, and the team you can table in the background, we're Little Bay Brewing Company. Gorgeous day. Um, there behind me, somewhere you might just catch the ocean. It's a, a fabulous little place to come and relax. And We're all here warming down after our sensational victory yesterday over Queensland 2, 7-0. Featured my debut goal for the black and gold. Very happy evening it was indeed. And uh, one of the reasons I didn't do an update last night was my happiness. Um, fantastic goal, scored off a penalty call, just uh, rebound off the pads, dived on it, slammed it into the net to make it fall. So it's obviously a very pivotal goal. Two games down, two wins, goal difference. So uh, we're sitting top of the table at the moment, three games to go. So uh, we'll We'll be on the final on Friday and really looking forward to having a great time with the fellas. Just enjoying the lovely surrounds here and some lovely. Brood, brood, brood Enjoy the rest of your day, folks. Uh, got a big afternoon. Keep back watching the NRL grand final on TV. And a bit of a team meeting for our next game tomorrow. And we uh, we I think perhaps our toughest game against Queensland. One, we haven't lost the game yet either. So uh, it's really good contest. tomorrow. Good morning. Welcome to the Mumbry Hockey Stadium. In the background, you'll see pitch one, two, which will be playing on in about a minute's time. Victoria and New South Wales are out there at the moment in the background. Still, they're all in their game. taking on the one at 11 am. Uh, both sides undefeated, so it should be a rookie contest. Really looking forward to the game. Okay, so today. We're all looking forward to the opportunity with this game. We're pretty much ensuring ourselves we saw in the finals on Friday, but Queensland are a pretty good team. We had a look at them the other night, so it should be a very interesting game. To let take care. i be in touch again after the game to we'll let you know what the result is. Nervous about this one. See if I can't
0: get another goal, eh? You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. And don't forget, you can catch up with us on all the socials, on Facebook, on Twitter and on Instagram or at The Reverse Stick. You can even check out our YouTube channel too. Like, subscribe, do all those sort of things. We much appreciate it. Now, whilst I've been scanning the socials this week uh, in the past seven days, a couple of articles have popped up that have really piqued my interest and one which has been shared quite widely. Uh, first up, we're we, we look at a, a LinkedIn article from Tom Tapping. Now, Tom's the new GM Commercial Operations at Hockey Western Australia. Uh, and he's an interesting take um, of, from a fresh set of eyes to the sport. He's got some experience around other sports and big events and online marketing and grassroots presentation of sports. And he talks about that at the start of the article. Uh, he then goes on to say, about two months ago, I accepted a role at Hockey WA. It's an executive role responsible for all things commercial and marketing, allowing me to bring my years of experience in media marketing and sport together to work in a sport that wants to advance but has struggled to. I've never played hockey, never been a fan, but know who Rick Charlesworth, Jen Morris, Rochelle Hawks and a host of other successful Olympic sports people are. In my first two months, I've faced the challenge of understanding a sport that has little profile outside its Olympic and Commonwealth Games success, but are genuine superstars, currently ranked number one and two in the world and have been at the end of the rankings for a very long time. Australia is a powerhouse, and yet we don't hear much about it. Perth is home to the Kookaburras and Hockey Roos, our world-ranked teams. Just downstairs from my new office at the Perth Hockey Stadium at Curtin University. I can wander out of my office into the grandstand and watch the world champions train most days. That is very cool. I've learned much about the sport and people in hockey in the first two months. There are some amazing takeaways that separate it from pretty much every other sport. Number one, gender equality. While every other sport scrambles to poach and position itself to create women's competitions to meet our increasingly politically correct society, the national women's competition in hockey started way back in 1910. The men didn't assemble until 1925, way before equal rights movements, women's liberation or any other external factor. Hockey is a sport that has embraced both genders to play on the same field, with the same gear and rules for around 100 years. That makes it genuine and not a marketing play for audience share or to extend the season by a month or two. There is no tokenism about it. Number two, the hockey family. This is a strange phenomena. Partly because of it being played by men and women of the same family, it would appear them playing together is the cause of many families, the age that you can play the game allows family members of different generations to play together. This creates an unbelievably tight-knit unit that is much more powerful than anything I've seen in sport before. The stories around this are powerful, moving, and go way beyond hockey or even sport. They are genuine human interest stories. Number three, hockey for life. As I write this outside on the field that plays home to our current Olympic stars, a bunch of old guys are running, using the term very liberally, around, playing the game they love. Many are well into their 60s and 70s. Some are retired tradesmen, some are directors of some of our biggest companies. They are still active, engaged and enjoying their later years playing the game they enjoy. A feat that is almost impossible in most other sports. And they are, connected, they, they are a connected group. Equally, the hockey schools program is growing all the time and introducing the next crop of state, national or future Masters players in decades to come. Four, success. As I mentioned, we are currently ranked number one and two in the world in this sport, and yet it is largely ignored by the media. I haven't yet worked out why, but I hope to soon. Success is something to embrace and be associated with. It beggars belief that our most successful international sport can be so ignored. I've made some observations in my short time in this role. Hockey people are quality. Maybe it's the family thing, or that they've chosen a lower profile sport as their choice. Maybe it's because they appear to be well-educated and more personable. It could be, could be that because they play in an environment that is inclusive of all ages and genders, they are more socially adept. Again, not sure of the answer yet, but they are certainly amongst the better-behaved sports people I've met in my three-decade career. Hockey as a group is complacent about what they have to offer. They take what they are and what they offer for granted. Given the time frame, they never think about being the leaders in gender diversity because it's always been that way. They don't consider the time frame that people can play hockey for that is way beyond most other sports. They expect to be amongst the world's best. Their part of the community fabric in regional communities is significant. But again, they just shrug and go, that's how it's always been. Hockey is an amazing sport full of talented, loyal, engaged, quality people. There are more people than you'd expect involved in hockey, which is masked by the lack of profile. I'm looking forward to the challenge of promoting the game, the clubs, the people and the future to the broader sporting community. Businesses can get some great benefits from being in a sport that lives and breathes inclusion and diversity, not one that sees a market opportunity. I'm hoping you hear and see a lot more about hockey in the coming period. We launched a new national competition, Hockey 1, just last weekend. Anyway, it goes on to some, some little media bits at the end there. Now, I think as a hockey community, we all go, hear, here! You know, we know that. We've been doing this for years. It, and, and and like he says there, it's, you know, maybe there is some complacency because we know this, that's what our family, hockey family is about. Um, and it is frustrating that we don't always get the profile uh, that we think that we deserve or, 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 uh, or should be getting for the game. But I'll tell you one thing. The the, the four points that he's, he's brought out there, you know, success, uh, maybe not so much, but hockey for life, the hockey family... Uh, and our gender equality are the three things that we should be using as clubs and associations all over the world when we're trying to get the sponsors on board and we're trying to do partnerships. Um, We've got such a wonderful sport that businesses and communities should want to get on board and should get around us. But we've got to tell them about it. So we've got to do every little thing. We've got to do it in our our local communities. You've got a local newspaper, write your match reports, get them in there. get on foot around some of the local sponsors, invite them down to the club, invite them down to games, uh, and, and let's be relentless with it. You've just got to keep working and working. Don't just go out and visit five businesses and you don't get any success with any of those and just give up. You've got to go to 500 bloody businesses and hope that you get 10% of those on board and then you've got something to build on. You work on those relationships, you grow those relationships, and they're going to want to come back again and again and that gives you the base to then go to other businesses and go, look, well, you know, these guys have been on board for uh, six months with us. Uh, they've increased their sales. They've been down. In fact, their kids are now playing the game. Um, and let's let's build that community. Anyway, moving on. Good article from Tom. I'm looking forward to meeting him soon. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's just keep fighting the good fight. It's just nice, though, isn't it, to, um, to hear it from an outsider. Um, but... Let, let's not just listen to it. Let's get out there and, and get off our backsides and um, and sell the game a little bit more. Right, another article coming up on LinkedIn, uh, which was a rather interesting one to come out from Mike Joyce, who's, of course, in the role at the Hockey Foundation now, solely uh, there, which is uh, uh, was an arm of the FIH, kind of, I believe, uh, but is a, is a separate foundation. Uh, I believe Dr. Batra has just been announced as the new... President of uh, that association. Anyway, let me ta- take you to this article from Mike Joyce. I've, I, you know, I found it interesting. I, I normally um, totally ignore um, LinkedIn, to be honest, certainly when we, we get the, uh, the constant invitations <laughs> to join it. But it's, uh, it's obviously releasing um, some of the controls that you don't necessarily just have to be a member of LinkedIn to read those articles. And They are being shared widely around on social media. And uh, So the next one that, that popped up, and this was just in the past couple of days, I retweeted this um, on our Twitter account, uh, at The Reverse Stick. Uh, let me find it here. Here's, here's the article from, from Mike Joyce, and it's titled, The best thing about development is that you get to help other people. One year ago, I was offered the opportunity to take on the running of the Hockey Foundation as its first professional officer since being established in 1986. I'm generally not one for publicly sharing or promoting why I do what I do, but on this occasion, I thought I should give it a go. Yes, this is a call for support for a a NFP foundation, not for profit, but for me, it's so much more. Team sport has been an integral part of my life for as long as I can remember. There's always been something very special about sharing successes and failures with a group of like-minded friends or teammates who believe in the same goal. That said, I've been in some incredible teams that won nothing and some terrible teams that won everything. My sport is hockey, stick, ball, turf, not ice, skates, pucks. My first memory of hockey was around eight years old. Both my parents played and so I used to knock a ball around whilst they were playing matches or training. I was lucky enough to live in a place where there were many structured opportunities to play many different sports. Some 35 plus years later, I still have a passion for sport, particularly hockey. I spent my life volunteering in most roles and have been extremely fortunate to have made a career in sport and hockey. What I love most about hockey is its family values, the way we stick together, mostly, the way we demonstrate fairness, equality, solidarity and integrity, not just words. We really do have and demonstrate these values. Like many of you reading this, whether from hockey or another sport, my motivation to work in hockey was, still, was and still is altruistic, or as I like to say, the selfish need to see others succeed. One year ago, I was offered the opportunity to take on the running of the Hockey Foundation, As its first professional officer since being established in 1986, I think I just said that, with a very similar purpose as the FIH to promote and develop hockey globally. It took some time to establish its role in hockey's governance structure. However, Hockey 2024, a joint global development strategy, was launched in November 2018. And in 2019, we've successfully launched and delivered over 50 projects and, and activities that have had a real impact on many lives. Through Hockey for Life, we have a growing movement of like-minded individuals and organisations who are committed to our cause. To coin an Olympic phrase, our ambition is to make the world a better place through hockey by sharing our values and supporting sustainable development projects that will ultimately contribute to the UN Sustainable Development Goals. The Hockey Foundation recently lost all funding from the FIH. Hang on, I've got to have a sound effect. No, we haven't quite got the... Dun, dun, dun... Um, excuse me, and we're forced to rethink and reprioritize. In 2020, we still have ambitious plans, but to successfully deliver our projects, we need to broaden our network and our revenue streams. So we're looking for individuals and organisations who feel they can add and gain value from a relationship with the Hockey Foundation. Thank you for taking the time to read uh, and consider, and thank you in anticipation of your support. Below is a summary of our support options. We would love to hear from you. Best wishes, Mike. Now I'll give you a summary of the summary, uh, but you can you can read that article and get all the the the, the deeper information on that. Uh, we've retweeted that and reposted that on Facebook, so just uh, go there and you'll you'll see the the uh, links to this LinkedIn article. Um, so there's different levels that you can get in and support. Um, we've got. Um, Hang on, we'll just scroll down. How can you help? Here we go. So, general donations just go to the hockeyfoundation.ch uh, or hockeyfamilyfriends. Uh, and there's three different levels you can join at that as hero, superhero, or ambassador. Uh, and uh, so that starts at a minimum annual donation of uh, 100 US dollars. Uh, option three is to get involved with fundraisers and And they're also looking for partnerships and other things to, um, to help with that. Uh, so, Interesting, two articles in LinkedIn within the same week, um, both looking towards uh, commerciality and fundraising within our sport for, for different and varying goals. I find it interesting uh, in the article, and I don't know if it's a little dig at the FIH, but the, the mention there that uh, the funding has been removed. Um, maybe not everything's rosy in the, in the garden there with that one, um, but it's it's uh interesting to see that you know this sort of stuff being put put out on linkedin i think and it uh, seems to be the way that if, that we're we're trying to sell hockey uh to the corporate world um and the stuff we do uh online on facebook on twitter and, and elsewhere is, is probably a little bit fluffier and a bit more direct to the to the, uh, to the consumer or to the the general hockey member or or supporter Well, that's about your a lot for episode 115 of the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Thank you to Fraser from Boss F Hockey for coming and talking sticks and finding out what's going on with the hockey family. Looking forward to having John back in the saddle next week. And uh, we'll find out all about his state hockey endeavours and take... Final look at what's going on in the world of hockey. Don't forget, Sultan of Haw Cup is on all over the weekend and into next week. Catch all of that live. Uh, follow us on the Hockey Live, hashtag LivestreamHockey, and we'll post all the links out there from Ashley Morrison. Uh, and just finally, congratulations to Findo. He's a dad again. We'll see you next week from 116, guys. Cheers.